for how many turns? Just one right away. 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 Just one right away. Just one right away. Most people probably don't know because they aren't people who'd make podcasts in Canada that don't get paid for it. That this is Canadian National Day of Podcasting, December 1st. And we thought we'd do one, right, Steve? It's a Kindop miracle. I'm contractually obligated to do that. Yes. Yes. Every time Kindop is mentioned. Yes. Yes. Uh, and this, 10 cents goes to the Hanson brothers. It does. Oddly enough. I don't know. And not, they had not, nothing. Not the hockey players, unfortunately. No, no. Weirdly enough, just goes to Hanson. And they had nothing yep. to do with the song Shebop, which is interesting. Nope. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't know why they get it. It's, it's just. Which is it's, about female masturbation. Yeah, that's right. That's what they say. I, 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 I assume. <laughs> that's what, that, no, that's what Cindy Lauper said. Did she say that? If she, she said, said that, that yes, 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 yes. I, I heard once say that her mother came up to her once and said, you know, is, is that song about down there <laughs> and she went yes mom it's about down there <laughs> that's awesome cindy lopper I, I have a lot more respect for cindy lopper than i did when she was famous um yes. i i like most guys who were at the time 18 19 years old stupid. you just think all music that girls do is stupid yeah because you're an idiot and then you grow yeah. up <laughs> and she actually had a killer voice and could she's a good, she good storyteller yeah. as a musician and everything yeah, yeah. I, a, lot of, a lot of use for her as they say it in newfoundland me too me too yeah. No, she's okay. Uh, yes, it's Sterling Cooper, David, Steve, and it's it, you know technically this is episode one hundred, which is kind Woo-hoo! of cool. This, this, now we can go into syndication. Syndication, uh, make the real money will be on your TV. We'll be we're available on Tubi. Uh, <laughs> Tubi, <laughs> Tubi's Tubi. great. Tubi has all the Dean Martin celebrity roasts. So yeah, that's that's a good are, thing. By the way, which are horrifyingly racist. Oh, I know, I know, like, horrifyingly. I know they're funny. Oh. Oh, yeah, funny. Isabel's but, never, my, my wife, people don't know this. My wife, Isabel, uh, is from Quebec, and she didn't speak English really until she was 18. So she's never seen these things. Yeah. And she was watching Foster Brooks, who she's never seen <laughs> yeah. before. And I said, it's one joke, but he does it really well. And yeah. <laughs> and you get Don Rickles, which yeah. it's funny. Him being horribly racist is funny. Everyone else is like, that was weird. But yeah. when Don Rickles does it, it's like, yeah, that's kind of funny. Well, Don Rickles knows Don Rickles knows it's a joke, right? Like, and everybody knows that when Don yeah, Rickles does it, it's a joke, yeah, you right? know. And, that, and that's what, and that's what, he, even at the end of his performances, that's what he says: is, "Look, this is these are just jokes." Yeah, you know, I wasn't intended to offend anybody. You yeah. know, where... and if I did offend you, and then of course he would pick on anybody who's been offended, which is exactly. even better. But yes, uh, we're going to talk a little bit tonight about the whole series, I guess, which makes sense because we watched it, but also kind of maybe a bit of a deep dive on what they did about history, because uh, yep. that's an interest of both of ours. Uh, and stay tuned. We will have uh, some information about our upcoming project near the end. Mm-hmm. So you have to listen through. Yeah. You can't just fast forward because it, it won't work. It won't work. If you fast forward, There's... you scrub through, it's not going to work. Yeah. If, if if you fast forward, you disrupt time and space and um the Nazis win. So don't fast forward. Yeah. Well, obviously. I mean, let's let's you uh, don't want the Nazis to win. Who exactly? Who well, some people do. Well, um yeah, don't go there. <laughs> I know I started it, but it's okay. It's hard we'll, not we'll to we'll both end up ranting about Trump or something like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And or in a series of other people. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we were to have a few different guests. They all sort of fell through, and it's fine. We may yeah, do fine. more. We may do more of the, you know, something may just come to us. And it's like, you know what? We should talk yeah, about right. that on that show. Yeah. Maybe we will. 
So yeah. it's still a possibility. Right, who, um, who knows? We, we may talk about Mad Men again in the future. That's what I'm saying. Something I mean, it may be just, know? yeah, something comes up. It's like, hey, does that something remind you of that? Let's hop you know, on yeah. Zoom yeah, and talk I mean, a little uh, bit. John Hamm is Fletch apparently now, so... John Hamm yeah. is Fletch. I think he'd yeah. also make a great live-action Archer. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, which there's talk of a movie there. Uh, you know, I want to... What, what I like, as, as a person who has... Well, I do have nostalgia. I'm also aware of enough of what Don says in the final episode of season yeah. one, when he says it's a dangerous thing, not a delicate thing, I'm sorry, but it also nostalgia is dangerous, uh, yeah. frankly, because usually the past is not good. Yeah. <laughs> things well, yeah, generally get better. Yeah, because when we tend to romanticize things, mm-hmm. right? The past is always better than the present. That's right. You know, That's when right. nine times out of ten the present is shitty the past is shitty it's all shitty um it's, it's in just a different that, way like, like for you and i in like 1972 we were yeah. you know what five and seven yeah that's right um you know the world is a little bit different when you're five and seven it's pretty, right? you know what you know and if, and if you got if you got a pair of shoes and a bike and you got food in your belly everything's perfect when you're seven I once got a television for Christmas, my own television. Oh my God. You're my hero. It was only small, a small black and white one, but I could go into my bedroom and watch Star Trek Saturday, Sunday afternoons. And I didn't have to worry about my parents who didn't like Star Trek. Right. Yeah. Yeah, My, 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 my dad hated all space shows. I I just, except the, um, the the real space stuff, you know, the Apollo missions, things like that. I know we we all like that. And so, I mean, I look back and I, I do get somewhat, nostalgic but then i get you know broken yeah. back into no it yeah. the, the, the 60s was actually pretty horrible one of the great things that tom hanks says in the uh, series uh the 2000s is uh, the episode about television is he says you know mad men had no nostalgia for the 1960s it really no. doesn't it's it's no, warts it and all right yeah yeah it's this is what this is what it was really like yeah which i i and i you know i, I like that you know and and again you know because as somebody who thinks about cultural studies stuff mm-hmm. and 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 nostalgia and stuff and somebody who's now middle-aged yeah. um you know i mean you know i've been thinking a lot about nostalgia in the last few years and nostalgia is okay because we can use nostalgia as a way of kind of escaping from the normal average everyday crap that we deal with we can right we That's can go fair. back you know as as i do i go back and watch episodes of columbo or you know the yeah. rockford files yeah. or star trek yeah. right you know and and i can go ah yeah i can and I, and I can you know of course now i perhaps might have an alcoholic beverage um when at the time yeah, I probably, that's right it's I, a little different I wasn't than when it was at seven right <laughs> even though he's from nova scotia folks yeah. he wasn't drinking yeah. yet it was no. when he hit nine. Oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah so um but you know you know, and you, you can just kind of isolate yourself from that and it yeah. makes you feel good. You it know. really does. It really does. I mean, the other day, uh, per- partly due to this sort of nostalgia we're talking about, but also partly due to the fact that cannabis is legal. I bought the entire run of the series, The Time Tunnel. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was only 12. It was 12 bucks. It was 11 yeah. 99. Yeah. And I've been watching them and they, they're fun. I'll say this. I mean, the history. In it, yeah, I'm glad we're not doing a history. Anything with the history of the time tunnel because it's yeah. garbage. Yeah. Um, but it's still a fun show, and I still look back and go, "Oh, I remember that being on TV, and that's nice." And uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, when you, one of the things that this show did that Mad Men did is it, it, it looked at regular people. Yeah, they're privileged yeah. people, but they're regular enough. Yeah. Yet, you know, living in non-regular times the 60s was a very turbulent time in the history yeah. of yeah 
the world, not just, you know, it's not just the United States and Canada, it's Europe, it's China. There's a whole little thing in China called the Cultural Revolution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so all over the place, there's all kinds of huge upheaval going on. Yeah. We, and they we talked see, about you, this. Yeah, we see a fundamental change in American society. That's right. That's right. Um, and I thought one of the things that they did the best was JFK. I thought the the, the, yeah. the way they dealt with that was, I've only ever heard it secondhand, of course, but I've heard my mom talk about it and it felt like what she explained, even though she was a bit younger, she would have been, yeah. geez, in 1963, mom would have been 20, is that right? No, 17. Um, but, you know, she talked about it, about you know, at, at school about how it was. And they just, yeah. they, they all went home. Yeah. Um, they ended up renaming They named a street in, in, in Montreal, uh, president Kennedy. Yeah. You know, uh, there, there's now, there are schools all over Canada named after John F. Kennedy, because after he was assassinated, it affected the whole Western world, not just the United States. Yeah. Cause, cause there was a real sense. He, he brought a real sense of optimism for sure. Right. Like, uh, like, cause he, you and I both know because we 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 do a lot of stuff with the Second World War. Yep. You know, people people think that the Second World War stopped in 1945. The fighting stopped in 1945. Yeah, that's right. But the effects of the Second World War persist. Oh yeah. Right. Like like you you think of you think of George Orwell's uh, 1984, mm-hmm. right? Which which he writes in, in 1948. Um, you know, and he talks about rationing. There was still rationing in Britain. Well into the fifties. Yeah, rationing ends in right. I think fifty five and is brought yeah. back in in fifty six during the Suez Crisis. Exactly. Yeah, because the effects of the war keep keep going, right? Yeah. And and I think what what Kennedy does, I, I mean, he's also a veteran. He's and, a veteran. Yep. You know, but I mean, he he's kind of the first presidency that kind of gets beyond that. Yes. You know, and I think there's that sense. Of, it's like. Okay, finally, we're kind. We're kind of past that. We can exhale right? and maybe you know. Exactly. Now it's our turn. We did all exactly. this fighting. Now we can maybe make the world we want. Exactly. Uh, and this, there's a reason that you hear about the quote "greatest generation," and you hear about them winning World War II. What you don't hear about is that's also the generation that brought a lot of change to the states and yes. Canada and the rest of the yes. world. Um, you know, and that that's actually very. It's certainly not as important as beating Nazism, but I, I think people came home and said, we have something we have to do. And this we is something think, important to do. And when you think about, right. you know, African-American soldiers came home and they were saying things like, you know, we, we, there's there's the, all these other freedoms we were fighting for. We were also yeah. fighting for a fifth freedom, which was us being free, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean um, Langston Hughes, the African-American poet, right, writes a poem called, is V.E. Day, V.E. Day, me day two. <laughs> Meaning, yeah. I yeah. Went, we went over there and we fought for inequality. We fought against racism. Yeah. Does that does that include <laughs> <Look around>. me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there were a lot of lot of complicated issues that come out of the Second mm-hmm. World War. And and you know Kennedy getting elected and not wearing a hat. Yes. Um, exactly. And you know they mentioned that in the show. And my 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 mom. T- I remember my mom telling me that my grandfather was struck by the fact that Kennedy didn't wear a hat. Yeah. 
And that's when he stopped wearing a hat. It's like, well, if Kennedy yeah. doesn't have to wear a hat, neither do I. Yeah. And and we kind of, we kind of see that in the show when the totally. like the hotel the Hotel California episode. Yep. Right? In which there are all these sort of Californians without a hat and sort yeah. of you know casual. And there's Dawn. In there's Dawn in his in, in his in his wool of Rick yeah. Brothers suit and you know, getting heat stroke. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wearing a hat. And it's like, yeah. you know, there that there is. He's he's the he's the fifties man, right? You know, yeah, he, exactly. You know, um, and the other, in, you know, generation. The other seminal thing about Kennedy, of course, is the Cuban Missile Crisis, which they also handled, I thought, really well yeah. at the end of season two. Um, and again, thinking of stories my mother told me about how you know they didn't get homework because yeah. the, the, the nuns were like, "Well, you yeah, know, why, why bother?" <laughs> When the missiles arrive, I don't think trigonometry is going to be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So trigonometry was important in designing the missiles, but that's an entirely different thing. Uh, so they handled that, I thought, really well, too. Yeah. Um, MLK, I thought, I think they did a really nice job. Yeah, with, I with thought the, they did a really good job on that one, you know, using the Paul Newman stuff. So and all good. That kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, when Mad Men was at, what it, was at its best, that's what it did. It's it, sort of yes. seeming seamlessly blended historical reality with yeah. the fan the fakeness of the, the, the fantasy of the show the fiction of the show yeah um, yeah it felt like you were watching a docudrama and not yeah. a drama and that's yeah exactly i love when that happens when it's done when things are done properly and i mean i can't think of a whole lot of tv shows there's not a whole lot of period piece tv shows there's some um uh, the americans did a very good job of that for the, yeah. for the looking at the 80s of course they're supposed they're also supposed to be soviet sleeper agents in the yeah. united states the premise is different but you know, there's there's episodes where you see the, the Reagan evil empire speech, things yeah. like that. And you know, I remember that, for example. Yeah. And the you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis they handled, I thought, you know, tremendously well. And this is when people realize things. Like, well, I remember Pete saying, you know, Trudy, you don't understand these bombs. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter where we are. <laughs> yeah, because because we really kind of see, you know, the death of one world and the birth of another one. That's right. Right. The death of that kind of pre-World War II world. Um, and the birth of what we might think of as the nuclear age, yeah, right, i.e. the Cold War, yeah, right, you know, and, and and this is probably why people like you and I identify with his show so strongly because, like, we are the Cold War generation. We right? are what we are. We, we the, the Mad Men, you know, Mad Men generation that that begat us. Yes, exactly, right? exactly. We we lived through the Cold War. Yeah. I mean, it shapes us, right? It yeah. shapes everything we do, right? And uh, you know, we um, I've talked with this with with uh, Jason Book and Stephanie Tyler and mm -hmm. uh, Oliver Rockside about Deep Space Nine. And yeah. Stephanie doesn't really like Deep Space Nine, but for people like Oliver and I, it's great because it's, it's, it's like it's like, it's like the Cold it's, War it's the Cold in War. Star Trek. It right? is. It really you know, is. And so for us, this this world, this sort of Cold War between the Klingons and the, the Federation, like we know that because that's that's the world we're used to. Yeah. Right. You know, like 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 suddenly going to war with Russia, right? Yeah. There there was a kind of oh, this is familiar. Right. It's, well, it's you funny. My, my my daughter said to me just as just when 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 the Putin when Putin invaded uh, uh, Ukraine back in February for that three the, the three day special military yeah. operation, <laughs> um, and and she said, "How do you deal with this?" I said, "Kid, I lived through the Cold War. This is this was this was exactly. called Tuesday." <laughs> exactly. And and I had a weird response to that. It was like, it was almost I don't want to call it relief, 
But it was like, but I know exactly okay, this is normal. This is yeah, normal. I know. And that's horrible that it was. <laughs> I know, I, I know, that. I know. It is it was a terrible feeling. And as I was feeling it, I knew it was it was a terrible feeling to yeah. have, but it's like, oh, we're back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay. So that's our enemy. Okay, so that's clear yeah. now. Now it makes some sense to me. Just yeah. just replace Afghanistan with Ukraine and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and know? it's all, you know, it. yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's fascinating that, and I think you're right. I think that's why it sort of resonates um, with people our age. Um, I think, uh, I mean, another one that comes up with me is is the importance, the rising importance of, of music and how, yeah. now music, I mean, when, you know, Don says to, to, to Megan, when did music become important? And he says, she says, it's always been important. Yeah. And part of that is he doesn't understand popular music anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But part of it too is, she's not entirely right there. It isn't no. always important. No. It it was always important to her because she's 25 years old and yep. she's been a teenager in the fifties when the teenager was invented. Yep, exactly. You know, I always say that the most important day for music was the day transistor was invented. Oh God. Yeah. The transistor radio. Yes. Right. Because, and this is the difference between, between Don and her, she lives in a world where you can take your radio with you. Yeah. Whereas he lives in a thing right. where that Pete Pete Campbell describes as it's it's a beautiful piece of furniture and it's seven exactly. feet long. Exactly. Wilt Chamberlain could lie down in there. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he want to? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, we had that too, right? Well, oh, we, sure. We totally. Had, we had the, that kind of stuff, but we also had small little tra- yes. transistor radios. Yes. And you're like, for example, during the summer, I used to camp out back in my parents' place in a little yeah, tent with a transistor radio, and I, yeah. I'd, I'd lie there and I'd listen to the Montreal Ex- Expos baseball. Game. Wasn't it the best? Because I did it exactly was. that, right? You know, and literally and so, exactly what you're describing, including listening to Expos games on the radio. Yeah, and so in, in some ways, it's like social media and Twitter and all those things. People yes, say, "Oh, right. Twitter's done this, Facebook has done this." No, 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 they haven't done that. <sighs> they, we, we've always been the shitty people. Yes, right. Um, Thank you. <laughs> the only difference is now, now we can, it, it's easier to access that kind of shittiness, right? Yeah, like right. music was always important, but yeah. now they could travel around with it. And I mean, right. and you see this in uh, the fact that, you know, we think of the Vietnam war of actually having as having a soundtrack. Yes. Um, I've always said it's got, you know, wars are horrible, but the Vietnam War had the best soundtrack of all the wars. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you don't think of, with World War II, what do you think of? I think of guys going out and meeting girls from a local town and going mm-hmm. to a dance and there's a big yeah. band playing. Exactly. Um, but I don't think of them listening to music anywhere. Whereas yeah. when I think of Vietnam, I think of guys going through the jungle and listening to Jimi Hendrix and their transistor yeah. radios as exactly. Charlie's shooting at them. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and, 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 and you can also see, you know, and, and coming from, you know, studying culture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One, one of the things that we, what we always talk about is how things incorporate other things right mm-hmm. like culture incorporates other things so so like for example the animals we got to get out of this place yes so right it, it's become it's part of the vietnam soundtrack it like, is it's the theme day, song it's the theme song of the vietnam war for guys exactly who were over there. yeah when i hear that song i think of the vietnam war yeah that's not what it's about no of course it wasn't not. written about the no, vietnam like, war listen to the it lyrics was, it's not it was written about some guy who was who's stuck in this sort of small england town yeah right this provincial city and he 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 wants to run run away with his girlfriend yeah right you know and so and so but what happens is that kind of idea although not this perhaps not the specific 
uh, situation, but that yeah. idea of getting yeah. away, of escaping, yeah. that becomes very powerful for the, those uh, soldiers fighting in Vietnam, who, you know, for, and, you know, people sometimes forget this, a lot of them were in, were enli- uh, were, weren't enlisted. They didn't enlist. They were drafted. That's right. Right. So they, it's like they didn't want to be there in the first place. And now they're here. And they're stuck in this horrible situation. They don't yeah. want to be here. And then they hear this song on the transistor radio. Yeah. Being introduced by, by Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it it resonates with them. Right. Course, and, right. And it incorporates them. And, and culture does this culture. Yeah. Culture sort of takes all of these things and changes it, you know, in in ways. And for me, you know, and then this is why I study it, because I mm. find it really interesting in the, ways that, yeah. in the ways that we do that we do yeah. this. You know? Exactly. I mean, when you when you look at the Ukraine war today and you look at some of the you know, you can compare the sort of the importance of music and transistor radios, the importance now of things like cell phones and making videos because the 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 ukrainian armed forces are incredible at making very compelling things that also have these like have music in the background it's all ukrainian cool ukrainian pop music that they're using you know that's what's that that's what you know soldiers are always gonna do those things but that's what's happened and it's the same kind of i just think that in in 30 years we'll be seeing the same thing except for another angle uh, you know from, from there um and of course, the generation gap is something that we see grow as, because yeah. at the beginning, like Peggy, yeah, Peggy's what, 20 at the start, yeah. but she, it's just that she's younger. She doesn't feel like she does. She feels like she doesn't belong because she's inexperienced, not because she's young, because yeah. everybody was of the same generation in, in yeah. a lot of respect. Like yeah. my dad used to say that as soon as people finished high school, they suddenly looked 40 back mm-hmm. then that everybody looked 40 and i think that's mostly because of cigarettes but yeah um, everybody you became an adult and now you're an adult there was yeah. no thing where we have today where we have you know the, the teenager gets invented in the 50s but still yeah. once you're an adult you're an adult you know now nowadays we talk about things we, we 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 consider that people in their 20s aren't even adults a lot of times yeah. i mean it drives me nuts when i hear my colleagues call our students kids because it's like yeah. they're not kids they vote kids. they can pay taxes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know um but we see that increasing you know get, getting a lot bigger as time goes by and of course as sally gets older and then eventually glenn the idiot joins the u.s yeah. army <laughs> you know and that's and that's part of the culture uh, the the culture yeah. clash and and the, the counterculture as well and you know um and for you know uh, people like us um, coming from sort of working class backgrounds. Yeah. Um, increased education. Oh, right? yeah. You know, more people, more people are going to university. So more people are thinking about this. That's more right. people are reading things. Yeah. Right. You know, and then suddenly they're reading people like Marx and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, um, and they're reading about other places and, and new ideas. And, you know, when you're a kid, I mean, even now at 55, I, I'm, I'm always fascinated by new ideas. But certainly as you're when you're a kid yeah. and you're kind of absorbing all these things, soaking yeah. all these things in. And yeah. then you become like a 20 year old and you go to university and, and then you got a bunch of people telling you talking to you about this kind of stuff yeah it's like this is great this is the greatest you know? thing i've ever done exactly oh, yeah. this is remember better than first, sliced bread remember remember your first week of undergrad and you're like yep, this is amazing yeah how this is how school's supposed to be yep. yeah uh, this exactly. is great and there's all kinds of girls here i've never seen before yeah. and they're all good looking um <laughs> i went to western there's a lot of yeah. nice looking women at western uh, it, it's 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 something that I think the show, 
as much as it could, it handled it well. I don't think it could do too much because, I mean, there aren't a whole lot of super young people. We have younger people. That's we true. have Stan. We have Ginsburg. We have Megan. We have Peggy. And they do see the world a little bit differently than Dawn and Roger and yeah. obviously Bert, who just sees it as a place that <laughs> yeah. Bert basically sees it as a, 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 a the earth as a place that he can exploit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you could leave him out. But, but again, was, the, the show is about that generation. That's right. Right. The show is not about Peggy's generation. Not really. No. Right. It, it's about it's about that. The, the you know, and that's why I think we get that end, that really great scene at the end with with Don and Leonard. Yeah. Right. When when Leonard is having that kind of breakdown. Right. Yeah. Like Le- this show was written for guys like Leonard. It, oh, it really right? is. You know it's, what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. um, not even for us as much as we it resonates for for us. It's it's like written for our parents or at least from the perspective of our parents. Oh, Very much so. Yes. Uh, you know. My the first year it, was, year it was on, my dad was still alive, and my mom and dad watched it every week. Yeah, because it was like, oh my god, we're back where we are from. Yes, <laughs> what's exactly. going on? How exactly. is this happening? Yeah, and and so that and in in some ways that and once you make that decision, yeah, then you you know the your those that decision sort of determines how you write the show, you know, and so yeah, that's, that's right. You, you can't have a lot of younger people in there because it's not about the younger people. And, and you can't have a lot of older kids people. because yeah. it can't, you know, you can't have kids have a whole different subplot. What the kids were there yeah. for Sally and Bobby. And I, I'm convinced that the Sally storyline gets bigger just because Karen and Shipka can suddenly yeah. act. They yeah. get lucky and they cast a six year old. And when she, by the time she's eight, she's like, Oh, she's better than most of yeah. the people on this show. Uh, let's give her some more lines. Where's Bobby just tell us a pod on his head. Yeah. Um, but the show isn't about Still my favorite scene though. <laughs> I love that. Cause I think that's from the very first episode too. No second episode. Uh, and you know, one of the things that they kind of got, then they didn't yeah. was the importance of the Vietnam war because yeah. they get the ubiquity of it. They get yeah. the idea that it's always on the radio. Yeah. That people are always talking about it. Yeah. Starting in about season three, it literally comes it comes up in one way or another in every episode. It's either yeah. in the news in the background or somebody mentions something. But it felt that was good. Like they should have done yeah, that. That, I, that that's, that's that's great. Because I, I mean, I, even I remember that in the early 70s, late 60s yeah. of just it was just the Vietnam War was everywhere. And I don't live in yeah. the States. And it was yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Wait, what could they have done better there? Do you think? Because like, I, I it's there's there's something hollow and missing. Well, there are no consequences. Okay, that's there. You go right. There are no consequences. Um, like, like, and and part of this is a, a lack of the fact that it that it, it focused on that older generation. But this was a country that had a lottery, yeah, for people who got who were about to be enlisted, right? Uh, I think was it your your birth month that they did? They they, I they did think so. Kind of, I can't remember kind exactly. Of lottery draw, and yeah. everybody in that that birth month or that 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 group born in that that grouping, whatever yeah. whatever it was, got got enlisted. Essentially, <laughs> got it got got uh, drafted. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, there's like, and I I, I was kind of hoping they would do this with Doctor Greg. Is that that kind of the returning soldier? You know, yeah. who, especially in a show in which part of Don's backstory is the effect of war. Yeah. Part of Roger's backstory is the effect of war. I think almost all yeah. the older male characters, except Bert's too old, but the rest yeah. of them, there's always a war story. Freddie yeah. Rumson, right? He's, right. he's, he's a 
some kind of special ops guy because he knows they, Roger knows how many people he killed exactly. or some kind of sniper. Duck Phillips killed 17 men. Uh, was it Okinawa yeah. or Iwo Jima? Okinawa, yeah. I think. Yeah, Okinawa, I think. Uh, and, you know, when 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 Guy, Guy McKendrick cuts off, uh, gets his foot cut off, Roger comes in and goes, it's like, Jesus, it's like Iwo Jima out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody's got that war in their background. And then yeah. we hear that, you know, Stan's cousin does get killed yeah. in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, stupid Glenn joins the army. Uh, Joan does say, I hope they all draft you and, and go into Vietnam and hope you remember in the jungle that you're not fighting for me because I don't like you people, which is, yeah. you know, pretty nasty yeah. thing to say. But you're right. No consequences. There, there's like no, like it all, it happened to all other people. With, with it happened to other people. Per, per, perhaps the exception of Joan, but even that, like she's better off with it, better off with without. She had him. already told him to right. get away, go exactly away, right. So there's even then there's no yeah. real consequence of that. Yeah, there's right. no Johnny get your gun right. There's exactly no, you know, and and especially and, and once Abe leaves, once once Abe yeah. once Abe gets stabbed, <laughs> Becky. Yeah, I love him laying there in the ambulance, going, "You're every everything you do you do offends me." Um, <laughs> whatever heck he says, it's just so great. Yeah, but. Once Abe's gone, you know, the counterculture stuff is there because we yeah. see we see Megan's friends in Los Angeles. We, yeah. we 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 see Peggy go to these, you know, do do stuff. But we don't have anybody who's actually in it. And I get that because the show isn't about that set of people. It's about people yeah. who had corporate jobs on Madison Avenue. Yeah. But it was pretty powerful thing in the world. Yeah. So I mean, I, you know, yeah. people knew people who were killed and stuff That's like right. this. You know, this this was a this was a you know a war for Americans, unlike any other yeah. one. Um, in part because it was televised, but just because you know there it, it was so it was so even World War Two. I mean, you know, they talk about they they talk about the telegrams and coming, yeah. and and that's but the war was far away, and they they didn't know about it and they did not quite understand it. You know, here, you know, people are worried about their sons and they're seeing it on TV at the same time. And when they go right? downtown, they might, they might see a guy with a, on the back of his car has a bumper sticker with the Viet Cong flag or something. And exactly. their kids out in the rice paddies getting shot at by that, you know, exactly. I, I mentioned that because a friend of mine actually, uh, who's a draft doctor had, um, uh, had that, had, had a, <laughs> had a VC flag on his car. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, you could have chosen not to do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, I mean, you, you know, you, all these things and they're always constantly reminded of it. Exactly. And, and it felt there was a distance with that. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you're right. It wasn't there. They talked about it. It was on the news, all that yeah. stuff, but you're right. I, and I, I agree with that. Um, I also don't, one of the things that really bugged me actually was, in fact, the biggest thing that disappointed me in the whole series was the fact that they didn't cover Robert Kennedy's death very well. I, yeah, I, I, no, that seemed to get just buried and under I forget what it was the 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 you know Don's shagging somebody. So yeah, uh, and um, and it doesn't uh, Pete's mom wakes him up and says they killed that Kennedy boy? And yeah, he goes no, that was years ago, and she says yeah. that's, that's not the one I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Bobby Kennedy. I think maybe part of that is that it was 1968. So every, everything was going to hell anyway. Yeah. Um, but 
And part of it may be me looking back and wishing Bobby Kennedy had become president, but well, yeah, but, but there, there was also yeah. part of looking again, looking back on, I was only one when, yeah. when yeah. was assassinated. I, well, I was three. So <laughs> keep in mind, I'm not speaking from personal experience exactly. here. Exactly. Um, you know, there always seemed to be a sense of me of the, this kind of culmination Yep. with Kennedy's assassination. Like yep. there was John Kennedy, then there was Martin Luther King, and then there was, Robert Kennedy. So, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways, I think a lot of people, Robert Kennedy's assassination was worse. Yeah. For people. Because the hope, yeah. hope, hope with JFK was extinguished, hope with Martin Luther King was extinguished. And then Robert Kennedy was kind of the, the guy who was carrying that flag, right? You know, for better or for worse, he was kind mm-hmm. of lumbered with that. That was on his shoulders. Yeah. You know, he he was taking over from his bro- not just from his brother, but from Martin Luther King Jr. as well. You know, and which perhaps was unfair to him, but that's the way people saw him. Yeah. And then they shot him. Yeah. Sirhan Sirhan shot shot and killed him. Yeah. And suddenly it was like hope is now gone. Yeah. Right. Hope JFK, hope gone. MLK, hope gone. RFK, hope gone. Last best chance for hope exactly. gone. Our, you know, yeah. last best chance for peace. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, to quote Star Trek. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, uh, think that's Babylon 5. But yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's right. You're right. And I, one of the, it really, and part of this is that I'm a huge Bobby Kennedy fan. So yeah. um, I, he was about 40 years ahead of his time in his, yeah. the way he thought about the world. Like he's literally, maybe even more than that. He's closer to it you could drop Bobby Kennedy into today and no one would be saying to him, okay, boomer, nobody, because Bobby Kennedy was just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and his death really shifts American politics. Right. You know, I mean, think like, like thinking, you know, at the risk of being too uh, contemporary politics, (laughs) Sure, right. We're living in a world that started with probably Goldwater. That's fair. Right. Yeah. But an important part of what became America now is the Nixon administration. Uh-huh. You take the Nixon administration out and I have no doubt that Bobby Kennedy would have beaten Nixon. Oh, I, I think he would have. Right. Yeah. And it might've been close, but he would have beaten him. I think it would have been close, but I think so, he would have beat him. Yeah. Right. So you take out the Nixon administration. Yeah. And American politics and American culture and American life and American history. Completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Because there's you no, know? there's perhaps there's no Reagan. Exactly. Um, and exactly. Perhaps. And, and, you know, which, you know, I can draw a pretty straight line from Reagan to today, today's yeah. GOP. Yeah. Um, and you can look at uh, so many, you know, policy choices that were made in the 1970s yeah. that were not great policy choices and i don't mean just nixon trying to you know bug bugging the democrats i mean actual real substantive policy choices yeah. may have been you know things may have been different there may not have been a freaking uh, ran a hostage crisis yeah, i mean exactly. there's so many and, things. and and bobby kennedy was anti-vietnam war so yeah. they, they 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 would have found us some kind of peace yeah with the vietnamese a lot earlier than they did i right? think so you know, Nixon, Nixon kind of had to, right. He kind of gets to the point where he kind of realizes he has to get out of Vietnam. Yeah. 
right? Um, whereas Kennedy wanted to get out of Vietnam. Yeah, Nixon like, gets out in 73. I, th- I think I think Kennedy gets out in 70, 69, yeah, 70. Exactly. Like, I really do. I really you do. Know, which, which completely changes... You know, you know, that that kind that kind of really that really divisive issue is yeah. suddenly gone. And it's always what? been div- div- divisive, but yeah. suddenly. It's not as big of a divisive issue yeah. as it was. And we don't also I don't think you end up canceling Apollo's 18 to 20. So right. exactly. You know, exactly. I think you know, the world would have been a lot different. I really and, uh, and people always say that. John Kennedy's assassination was a great American tragedy. I don't think so. I think I think RFK. Yeah, Kennedy's it's a, it's a Robert tragedy. Kennedy's assass- I, I assassination was was the bigger was the bigger tragedy. I agree with you because even had he lost, I think he would have been this moral voice yes. in American politics. That yeah, it's really a freaking shame. Uh, yeah. So I, I even, don't think even if Nixon well. wins, he has to deal with Kennedy. He has to deal with Kennedy, and he has to, he knows that he's going to be have Kennedy nipping at his heels, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think they lost an opportunity to talk about the October crisis in Quebec in 1970. Now this would not be something that a lot of Americans would be interested in. So I doubt Matt Weiner even knows that it happened and that doesn't, that's fine. That's fine. But there was a, there were a a series of kidnappings. There were terrorist attacks in Quebec um, nothing like 9-11 or anything. No. Uh, so when I say terrorist attacks, you immediately you think 9-11, you think of 7-7. We're talking about you know, people died. They killed yep. James Cross. Um, but, you know, martial law ends up getting declared in Canada in October of 1970 during yep. the last episode of the series. Of course, Megan's gone by then. Yep. But yep. Marie's still there. And yep. Emile, <laughs> I have a feeling Emile spent a little time in jail. I would think so. Yep. You know, because... There's yeah. the story about how they would round people up. Uh, the RCMP would round people up at night, and then they would bring these lists. And Trudeau would, Pierre Trudeau, would look at them and go, "But I know these people. Yeah. None of these people are in the FLQ. Release, please, release all these yeah. people." But I, I think they could have done something. I'm surprised, not surprised they didn't. But Stonewall. I wish they would have done something with Stonewall. Stonewall is like the big one. Yeah, right? for me, that's the big one. Right with, with Bob. I know we lose Sal, unfortunately, early. Yeah. You know, but you know. Stonewall was is the big thing, right? Big the, thing. the beginning of the the gay rights movement. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I know it happens in what sixty eight. So yeah. it, it's 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 kind of like the later part of, of the series. That's right. But still, there there were still attempts by uh, queer people to 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 raise the issue of queer rights, even in the fifties. And right. we've got and we've got Bob Benson, who's a closeted yeah. gay man. We've got Manolo, who's gay and probably yeah. a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> we've got, and we had before we had you know Sal, and we had um, uh, uh, Smitty, not Smitty, Smitty, Kurt, Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. You're both named, wasn't he Smith and Schmidt or something? But yeah, Kurt, Kurt. Uh, so we we had gay characters in the show. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the MC at Megan's surprise party for Dawn, yes. I think, was gay. <laughs> <laughs> so there have been gay people in the show. So I, yeah. I really wish they would have touched on it because it, it was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, it was something, I mean, I, I was literally taught about it in U S history in high school. Yeah. Um, and that's in the early 1980s. Like that's how important yeah. it was that I was being taught about it in Canada in high school. Yeah. You know, so I, I wish they would have touched on that. Um, people. Yeah, that, about that, that was, up. that was, that was a real, I don't want to say a blind spot. Cause you're right. They did deal with it. But, yeah. you know, again, there was a kind of distance through it. You know, they, they, you know, at the risk of sounding too dismissive, yeah, gays became victims. Yeah. 
right? The, the gay characters yes. became victims. Yeah. The only one who wasn't was a foreigner, right? <laughs> so it's like, oh, right, he's he's a foreigner. So you know, you know, you know what they're like. You know, he, he's easily dismissed by the other characters. That's right. Yeah. And so the, the a lot of the gay characters, because they're in the closet, I understand why. And there were a lot of, of course, yeah. queer people in the closet. Uh, yeah. Um, but they remained there. They remain kind of the victim of the this homophobic culture when the show is about transforming those kinds of cultures, yeah. the racist culture, the sexist culture. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, it, it continues on so that they don't they don't show the sort of like, you know, the, the promised land or anything like that. Yeah, of course. But by the, by the end, we know that things are getting better. Yeah. Right. We know things are getting better for Don. We know things are getting better for Peggy. Yeah. Generally right? for the deep, for the, for the, I wouldn't say decent people. Cause I don't know if anybody actually is decent on the yeah. show, but for the people who are not horrible, let's go the with protagonists. That. Yeah. The pro- let's, let's just say protagonists. That's better. Um, yeah. Things have moved on. Things, yeah. things are on the, on the up. They may be baby steps. Yeah. Like they, I think they exactly. are for Dawn. Yeah. They may be big steps like Pete moving to Wichita, Kansas, who knows how long yeah. that lasts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's some. But the queer characters together. always remain victims. They always remain in the closet. Yeah, there's there's actually a there's a name for that trope, and I can't remember what it is. Yeah, uh, I forget what it's called too. Yeah, but it is a it is a trope in TV and movies and well yeah. fiction in general. Yeah, and yeah. I, I have gay friends who who have said that you know we you know we we talk about these things and, and you know Gary who's the best man at my wedding mm-hmm. at one point we we were I forget what we were watching we were watching something he he go, he go, he looks at me he goes. You know, do gay people always have to die? <laughs> yeah, because you know, the, you know, the, the gay people always die these kind of tragic ways in which we feel bad for them, right? It's like it's like gay people can't be happy. They they can't just be regular folks who exactly tend, tend to not be interested in the same sexual exactly. behavior you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, because um, really, that's the only difference between the majority of queer people and me is that they like are interested I, in a different sexual thing than you are exactly yeah you know um, i know gay people who watch football who watch hockey yeah right you know, all sure, these totally. kinds of, you know all these kinds of totally. stereotypes we have uh, of, of queer people you know is i mean there are some who i guess who follow the stereotype but sure know, of course um but you know i think that was a real a real problem yeah i, th- I, th- I think they, they could have they could have done more with it especially with bob benson being around and also that that guy from gm i, I think yeah, they could have I mean, I mean, at I least think... a mention steve a mention yeah. of it yeah uh, yeah it was yeah it wasn't even mentioned so you, just a mention would have been nice and, and of course because because a tv show like this as mm-hmm. as it should is always looking to today for towards today of course right you know and you think of when you think of stonewall the people who first for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. Stonewall was a gay bar. It gay bars regularly um, uh, raided by the police, um, and so the it, it got their arrest record. Arrest, yeah, it was uh, the end of the month, and they needed yeah, their quota. Yeah, they yeah, they needed yeah, their yeah. quota. Yep. Um, so, and they knew nobody would complain if you raided a gay bar. Um, and the gay bars were all run by the mafia anyway, so um, it didn't matter. Um, and so, because they were marginalized, and so they raided Stonewall and. The, the the patrons of the bar decide they had enough and they were going to stand up to this and they weren't going to, they weren't going to put up with this right the people who started it were what we today would call transgender yes that's right it was it was like what they would call the transvestites that's right right the men dressed as women 
who start from from the reports that I said they kind of started this sort of chorus kick line against yeah. the police. Yeah. Right. Which is just on so many levels. I mean, it's horrible that it happened, but on yeah. so many levels, great. Great. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then all the other sort of like butch lesbians and gay men look looked around and said, well, if they can do if it, if they can right? do it. You know, it's exactly. like it's it's like you know this 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 almost this this kind of you know internal rivalry um, within the groups. It's like yeah. we're not going to let them take all the all all, all the glory. We're yeah. going to do it, right? And there was a story about one transgender person who just it, just kind of rips a parking meter out of the ground. Yeah, and that's kind of when it all kicked off. You know, and there was all there, there, and there, there were riots, and, and it's the beginning. It's considered the beginning of the gay, gay rights yeah. movement. Yeah, I, and in my head, I, I'm imagining RuPaul doing that. I think because I think exactly just, you know, works you know, perfectly. Yeah, you know, and and so the result of that is our new view of transgender, our mm-hmm. ideas of gender, our ideas yeah. of what of sexuality that comes in a large part from Stonewall. It does. Right. I mean, again, it, it Stonewall doesn't start it because there are people before, yeah, of beforehand course, that, back into the fifties, even before. Yes, yeah. But this is kind of that key moment. This is the it moment where into it, the mainstream. It, exactly. I was just going to say that it gets into the public consciousness. Yeah. And as I said, I learned about this in high school U.S. Yeah. history class. Um, you might wonder why, Dave. Aren't you a Canadian? Yeah, and I think we had Ontario in your, one of your yeah. courses you can take in high school is U.S. history, so I took it because it seemed more interesting than early modern to me so i did that <laughs> just because i you know what basically i wanted to i wanted to somehow get credit for reading the book baba black sheep and i wrote a, okay I, I wrote a book report on it and i, I did pretty well pretty well um you mean the show oh you have it right there oh there we boy, go right. that a boy uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen uh-huh. holding greg pappy boeington's book yep. i wish they'd i wish they'd reboot that and do it oh i know like that book because that's an intense book yeah yeah. Uh, right. He was not Robert Conrad. <laughs> no, he was not Robert Conrad. But even that show, you know, yeah. to, to get a sidetrack, yeah. you know, it, it, it still kind of had kind of PTSD, you know. Oh, it has um, that in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Gutterman, the Gutterman character, the Gutterman character. There was there, there was a kind of darkness to that show, yeah. you know, as kind of light and kind of as somebody once referred to it as a, a kind of war is fun TV show. There was That's, still a dark, there was, which is true. I'm not doubting that, No, but there, there is a darkness to it, right? Yeah. With the Gutterman character. Yes. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I, think, I think Red West character, the Red West character. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah, Sergeant the Sergeant. Uh, yeah. Micklin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been watching some of those. <laughs> there yeah. are many of them are available on, uh, what's that? The thing that starts with a D it's a streaming thing. I'm not anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, but many of them are available there. I have it on DVD. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> you should rip those. You should probably rip those in for me. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been trying to rip, rip, shh, I've been trying to rip some DVDs for somebody else. It hasn't been working well. Okay. So oh, it doesn't I, always, it depends on to, the DVD. Yeah. I have to, I have to, I have to figure out how to work it properly. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, I can, I can do that. I'll make a few calls for, for, uh, for the record. Nobody heard that, right? No, nobody heard that. I, I, I edited that out. I, I, I was not talking about illegally pirating things. No. No, not really. <laughs> no. Uh, the you are allowed to make a, a single copy as an archive. That's that's okay. legal. That's okay. legal. Ken Herndon tells me that's legal, and he okay, knows good, more good, about good, shit good, like that good. than I do. So, so I, th- I think he said that. So. And if he didn't, it's his fault. So it's yeah. Fine. So Justin Trudeau, if you're listening to me and, and you're trying to get me, come to get me. <laughs> hey, he uh, was go, on RuPaul's Drag Race the other go, day. Go go talk to Ken Herndon. He, he was on Drag Race Canada the other day. It was actually pretty Arrest cool. Ken. 
exactly. It's just the rest can generally. Yeah, now, I'm, I'm so, not vain enough to think that Justin Trudeau is listening to my conversation. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Justin he's Trudeau actually, I believe he, he has a job. Yeah, he doesn't really give a shit about what I think. So, you know, <laughs> I think, he's, I think he's, he's probably got things to do. Um, the show gets criticized for the lack of African-American experience stuff. And I'm of two minds about it. One mind is they're right. And the other yep. mind is. The other mind is, but that the, the the world the show lives in didn't have a lot of black people in it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. for verisimilitude, you kind of don't, shouldn't have too much. Right? Yeah. You'd have some secretaries, maybe not, a, maybe, or maybe a copywriter. Yeah. Um, yeah, or you know, a uh, ooh, an elevator operator, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. I still want to show about Hollis. Yeah, um, I, I, me too. Hollis sounds interesting. He seemed interesting. He seemed there was a a level of sort of don't screw with me whitey just below the yeah, surface yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Hollis, which i which i liked by the way that's that's not me being critical yeah, so i mean yeah. i don't know what to think about that I, I i the show isn't perfect clearly no i don't know how you would have done this with this show i guess it would I'm be di- it would be difficult you know i mean and that's all you know as you know i'm a big fan of colombo yeah i've heard that <laughs> yeah and that's always a criticism of colombo is like it lives in a very white red yes, world extremely yeah but that's the world that colombo was world that, in yeah. right that was the point he was going yeah. into these rich white people and bringing them down to size that's right right you know there weren't a lot of rich black people no in california at the time right? well th- th- there were but they all played for the uh, rams and the, and the yeah Lakers. exactly but <laughs> even they they would have that's difficult right. sort of fitting in right like you, you, oh, you totally. know you know, I'm a big fan of the kind of the Rat Pack stuff, you know, and yeah. oh. um, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. Right. Even he, you know, as popular and as famous, as wealthy as he was, mm-hmm. he had problems fitting in, you know, being accepted into places. Well, take you should right? you should take a look at that, <laughs> that uh, Dean Martin roast of of, of uh, you want to see some racism. Yeah. Watch the one of Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Was I yeah. uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and so, you know, you're right for, for, you know, and I, I have, I'm about to have this discussion with one of my classes hmm. next term when, when I, when I teach uh, the adventures of Huckleberry Finn, which uses the N, the, uses it the N word, right? Yeah. And it's like, Twain's caught, he, you know, he wants to be realistic. Yeah. And in real, the real world, people use that word. Yeah. Um, so does he take it out? And does and and therefore make his his world within the novel less authentic? Yeah. Or does he use it? Which I mean, he knows it's an offensive word. And the thing about Twain, right? and I don't think people get this because I, I I well, I'm certain people don't get it because they get really upset with it, and I understand that. On the other hand, I get that Twain was saying that's how people are. Yeah. Let's be how people are. Right. So and. I, and I, I, from what I understand, he was quite conflicted about doing it because he, he felt was. he's like, he I shouldn't be. This isn't people. That's not how you're supposed to talk about people. No. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he was a pretty special guy. Um, yeah. and, and and so when you come to a show like this, yes, it's like, well, how do you fit that in? I don't know. You right? know, I would want, I would almost want to watch a show about Don and Shirley. Yeah. Um, written by African Americans. And usually directed by African-Americans. Like I would want to watch a late 60s show. And of course, they've tried this with the reboot of um, uh, The Wonder Years, years, which I haven't seen. Um, No, I haven't haven't seen the new reboot yet either. 
but uh, they've tried that there. Yeah. I don't know how it works. I have no idea, but I, I think that would be, in fact, be a fascinating thing to watch. It would probably be infuriating yeah. and make you angry and sad, but fine. Yeah. TV can be that way, but yeah, I'd like that. So I don't know what they do. It's difficult. It I mean, you know, I mean, the only thing they could do was just have more scenes with the yeah. lower characters, the lower yes. African-American characters yep. with Shirley and Hollis and people like that. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, look at the problems that in the show that people like Peggy and Joan are having. Yeah. You know, I know they're women, yeah. uh, but they're white. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now imagine if you're black. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, and, you know, and so it, it, I, I'm not as upset about that yes. as I am about the Stonewall. Stuff. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Right. Because the Stonewall stuff, they could have. They could have. They done. could have done. They could have done, you, you, know, you, you could have um, taken 10 minutes of an episode and make it a B plot. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I don't think it would have been a problem. Um, okay. What, what surprised you about the show? Uh, oh, um, just how much of the history they got right. Oh, good. No. Oh. Right. Okay. You know, like, like, like just details and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, because, you know, um, they got a lot of it right. Yeah. Did anything, you know, and, there, and, yeah. and there were very few missteps. Yeah, that's. I agree with you. Right, like there even were, even with all the stuff about the RFK and stuff like that, they got the history right. Yeah, it's just I think that they got within the storyline they got the balance wrong. That's fair, right? You know, yeah. but 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 the history stuff they got right. Yeah, you know, it was the, like the commentary and the stuff that that they they kind of the balance balance was off. But I, but <laughs> I, you know, and and again, just because. I'm used to history shows, even shows that I like, not necessarily worrying too much about the history. Yeah. The time tunnel. You know, like, <laughs> like, or MASH. MASH. MASH is right? horrible with history. Like, I it's, know. I mean, it's I mean, awful. Radar's reading a, a Superman comic book from the 1970s. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, that kind of stuff drives me. And it drove me nuts you know? when I watched MASH in the 1970s, yeah. Steve. Yeah. And I was a child, a yeah. literal child going, that that's not from 1952 or three or one or whatever year it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And keep in mind, MASH is one of my all-time favorite oh, shows. So I'm not it's knocking a show, show. Like you like, right? Yeah. You know? Um, but they didn't get the, they didn't get the history. I mean, understandably, they weren't trying to at all. No, stuff, it's but. it's a different kind of show. This yeah. is this is, I mean, this is this is sort of American realism. Sort of yes, yeah. it actually fits well with this, the yeah. time. It's it's a nice it, it's it, it's like a yeah. mid century novel in a lot of respects. Um, okay, what do you what did you think of the ending? I liked it. Okay, good. I think I think it ended. Like, um, as we talked about, I had a lot of issues yeah. with some of the people in the last sure. episode, right? But that last ending, not not even with Don sort of there sort yeah. of meditating, but but that scene between him and Leonard. It's so powerful. That it's was good. one of the most powerful. Like, yeah. that sums up the show, right? Yeah, I, I literally have you know? goosebumps right now when you're talking about it because, yeah. I yeah, it's, it, it's amazing. And I remember you saying we were recording, you said, I'm Leonard. Yeah. Uh, and I said, no, I think I'm Leonard. <laughs> Because yeah. because that's Leonard you know, has the mid fifties white man thing exactly you know and and you know, you know when you've done these things uh, you've been told by society to do these yeah. things you do them and then they change the rules you yeah. know and you know 
there's a lot of privilege that comes with with with, yeah. with Leonard and stuff like that. But you know, the truth of that, you know, um, is, is just profound, right? Yeah, you know, and it's because... still something somebody's even if it is coming from a place that of, of privilege, it still this doesn't mean people can't be in pain and can't right. have real exactly. issues. Yeah, you know, because because essentially, like Len is not a bad guy. No, he seems like he's just a normal, right. regular person. Yeah. He followed the rules. Yeah. He did everything he was supposed to do. Exactly. And But he didn't get to go to a, a private jet to go to Wichita, Kansas with, and, with, and with now Allison he feels, And he feels like a nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 This is the stuff that bothers me falling asleep at night sometimes. You know, and, and I think that's in some ways the brilliance of the show is yes. Don is not the one having that realization. We don't no. get Don seeing that. We just but, get to see this guy who yeah. we only see we've for never this one seen episode before. Yeah. We and never see again, right? You know, nope. it's the, just this one guy. Yep. Right. You know, sums it up. And I think that's the brilliance of the show. Yeah. Is that it's not Don that tells us this. No. Because Don's learning. Exactly. We right. watch Don learn something. And when we see him go up to him and hug him and he's crying, I that is one of the most genuine acting performances I've ever seen. And I mean, John Hamm, like at that point, it's like, oh my God, you're, you're a brilliant man. I want yep. to give you money. <laughs> and, and unfortunately I don't remember his name. I, sh- I should have thought of, but the guy who plays Leonard yeah. does it well. It's, oh, does it, he like, ever? Both of them have this great moment, you know, uh, these great acting moments between the two of them, you know, um, and it's just great. Right. You know, cause up until that point, as I've been saying, you know, all the people around Don at this time has uh, has really been annoying me. That that kind of pseudo you know, discussing right. things, and you know, but, how, but Steve, how does that make you feel? Yeah, yeah. How, more importantly, how does that make you feel? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and but as I said, that moment between Don and, and Leonard, yeah, it's something shows us just how how. Th- these kinds of tools can work properly. Yeah. Right. You know, when you do it properly, yeah. You know, when you're not, you're not Supergirl there. Um, uh, cause <laughs> Helen Slater played super, Supergirl. That's right. Um, <laughs> um, when you're not Supergirl, you know, using yeah. this as a way of belittling other people, mm-hmm. of putting people down, of making yeah. people ashamed of themselves, when you're not doing that, it can work. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and Leonard and Don show that show how this kind of, I, this kind of thing can work. Right. It's, it's the tool is good. The way you use it is bad. That's right. Right. But here we <laughs> see it working well. Yeah. It's, he's played by a guy named Evan, Al, Evan Arnold. I just looked it up Evan and uh, we should give him credit. And he yeah, also we should was, definitely give him credit. Yeah. And he was also in the West wing uh, last season. So he's really good. He, that. He, he was brilliant in that scene. With, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really good. And considering it's a one-off it's, yeah. it's very impressive. Um. I'm going to ask you just a couple more questions. What was, okay. what do you think was the strongest season of the seven? The second, I think. Really? That's yeah. an interesting choice yeah. when, when, when they're, when they're bought by, they're being run by PPL. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I like that. Oh no, that's, that's no, that's, no, that's, yeah, that's, the, right. um, that's, that's season uh, Cuban three. Crystal, I'm thinking of this. Cuban, right. Yeah. Cuban, Crystal, Cuban, Cuban missile crisis. Missile crisis. Right. Uh, and the weakest one. Um, Probably six. I, I agree that six is the weakest. Yeah, yeah. That's the, it's it's, I, I it's got it's got good moments. It does. It, it but does. It, it's I, I would instead of saying weakest, I th- I would I would say sort of most uneven. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the variance is highest. Right. 
because mm-hmm. because because that's the that is that's that's the one where he takes Sally and Bobby to where he grew up. Oh yeah, and that right. could and have that been a ser- that could great. have been a series finale. Right. That that like that episode I thought was great. That ending was great. That that has you know. changed both both sides now, and it's moved it up in my playlist of all songs to top ten. Exactly, <laughs> it's exactly. amazing. Um, you know, but but I, so I thought six was the most uneven. Yeah, it it, it was it because it, it felt like. Matt Weiner, I don't yeah. want to do this, but they're paying me a lot of money, so I'm doing it. Yeah. Okay, right? I'll like, do. Like, I'll do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my heart, his heart wasn't in it. He still wanted to do a good job, obviously. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whereas with seven, it had weak moments too, but it was yes. like, okay, I'm ending this now. I, I I'm going. I'm working towards it, yes. so I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this. And it was always um, reminding you that you're getting to the end with that music yes. and everything, right? Exactly. Um. Before we go out, and I will go out with, I think I want to go out with uh, San Francisco by uh, Scott McKenzie, because it's yep. literally one of my favorite songs. And yep. it's it's about the idealism of the 1960s, especially 1967. And yes. it's also a song that for some reason makes me cry. Right. So I'm going to play that. But before that, Steve and I have talked about how we are going to do something new. Yes. Be exciting. Yes. Uh, and we're going to talk about a TV show that we've both watched a lot. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to give everybody now a little hint of what that show we're going to do is. Yes, starting in probably January. Yeah, probably January. Probably January. Uh, Steve and I are going to start covering the Rockford Files. We will talk about the show. I don't know yep. what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to say. I've been asked to make sure at the end of each episode I say, what did I miss, Steve? Okay. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I'll cool. do that. Cool. Uh, and the title, the tentative title is, uh, $200 a day plus expenses. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this was Steve's idea. Uh, so Mad Men was my idea. This is Steve's idea. I look forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Rockford's one of yeah. my favorite shows ever. Yeah. One of my favorite shows too, you know, and, and we don't have to worry about spoilers. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's, if it, 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 you know, that's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, because, because I, ha- I, I have not seen every episode of the Rockford Files. I know that for sure, but yeah, you will. I know enough <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, that I don't like this. You know, and that's and that's the other thing is kind of wrap up the the Mad yeah. Men. You know, this this was this was kind of like a novelistic kind of thing. Yeah, very much you so. Know, you know, you you kind of had to follow yeah. follow it through, but um, you know, so we don't have to worry about that with the Rockford Files because no. I know the Rockford Files well enough. You know the Rockford Files yeah. well enough that. Um, we don't have to worry about spoilers. We don't have to worry about that. And the great thing is also because it's episodic television, we don't have to worry a great deal about. So what episode did that happen in again? Exactly. Cause... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I just can't wait till we get to uh, don't send a boy King to do a man's job yes. and talk about Richie Brockelman. Yep. And um... <laughs> also James Garner is one of my all time. Oh, he's actors. so good. He's and everything he ever did was good. Yep. Uh, How to support your local sheriff. Oh, Watch that. So good. Yes. I mean, so, so, some some of the the gender thing is a little problematic. And, sure, and, of course, and you can. But yeah, but I but the scenes between him and Harry Morgan in that unreal comedy gold, comedy gold, right? You know? uh, yeah, and you know, go back and watch him in the movie Grand Prix. Yep, where he's literally driving a Formula One car. Yeah, and when they were filming that series, that movie. Yeah. Uh, they they took them out to drive Formula One cars, and it turned out that he was good enough that he became basically a 
amateur race car driver. There's yep. in the episode had a you know the, the, the one with Richie Brockman and, and the Egyptian stuff. He actually wins a car race, uh, yep. and he uh, Graham Hill said, yep. you know, if he would have taken a couple of years, he could have been a Formula One driver. Like that's how he was a natural at driving. All the other actors couldn't do it. They could never get the keep the car in gear and stuff. Yeah. And James Garner was going around freaking Monaco. And well, that that, that famous kind of J turn that he, that he does in the Rockford Files. Yeah, he invented that. Oh yeah, that's his thing. Like that's, that's his thing. Right. Yeah. He was showing the stunt drivers things that they didn't know. Oh yeah. Like he invented like he did a lot of his own stunt driving in the Rockford Files. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do it all, obviously, no. but he, he 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 did some of it. And that that kind of J what they refer to as J turn, right? Yeah. You know, they refer to that as, as kind of like the 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 Garner move, right? That 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 he kind of invents that. Whenever Isabel does like a U turn or zips into traffic quickly, I always say the same thing, and that's yeah. I say, uh, make sure Mister Rockford has an accident that takes him off yep. the case yep. permanently. Yeah. Uh, hey, Steve, what I missed? Did I miss anything? Did you want to mention anything? No. I feel like I had to do that. Yeah, you had to do that, but I can say you have not missed anything. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. You got uh, it. I just want to say that yeah. this has been great doing this with you. Thank you. And I'm glad that I had a chance. And I said this before, and I'll say yeah. it again. Yeah. I did it just so that I could work with you. Thank you very right. much. You know, that, you that, wanted you wanted to do a podcast on the Mad, on Mad Men. I said, "I'll watch it. Sure, why not?" Um, <laughs> I'm glad you, you liked it, it you? though. I'm glad that we have somewhat similar tastes because if it was two years of you going, and then there's another episode, yeah, no, no, fucking uh, piece of shit, fucking Dave. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. no. I, I'd, I'd I'd always thought about watching it as well, so it gave right. me an excuse. But okay. really, I I did it so that I could do yeah. this with you. No, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Uh, we'll go out listening to San Francisco uh, by Scott McKenzie, and you can imagine me crying. I yes. will see you. Uh, well, I mean, we'll be talking online yeah, and stuff. Yeah, we'll be talking online. But I will see you sometime in January, and we will talk. We haven't decided yet if we're going to talk about the pilot or not. Oh. Folks, just as a programming note, I will put the first episode of uh, $200 a day, a day plus expenses in this feed and then it will the law it'll also be on the in, in the in a new feed just but it will just be the one it will not be cluttering up your mad men stuff but just to just remind you that it's there uh on that you note, should watch rocker files anyway you should watch rocker files anyway i bought all i bought a dvd box set for like 35 bucks or something on amazon so uh it's certainly out there and you, i'm sure you can find it streaming somewhere thanks man thanks if you're going to say Francisco
across the nation Such a strange vibration People in motion There's a whole generation With a new explanation leave that part in where's my fucking nose pointer um hello hello peggy pizza house 